Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow me at Kim McGee on the Twitter and at Kim McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch any of our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can go back to watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. So make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. And speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One more game, as you young folks would say. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to find Sports on Chicago today. And also, you want to catch the podcast version of Second City Sports. You could do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. That's War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions on our two-hour extravaganza we call a Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll in or do something stupid, I'm giving Lakina full boot for, for a bolt to give you fools to build and be boot. Bye-bye. And don't forget, we have a big, big announcement coming on uh, for our show today. It's going to change the way we do the show, and it's going to change the way that Sports Chicago heads in the direction as far as the future is concerned. What is that you're talking about, Sid? We'll let you know coming up. Trust me, it's going to be big, big, big. Yes, we are. So make sure you guys tune in to that. For that, I mean. Yes. All right, Lakina, let's. Kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing the NBA draft. Let's start home with our Chicago Bulls with their 18th pick in the first round. The Chicago Bulls selected point guard Mr. Dalen Terry, 6'7", 195 pounder uh, point guard out of the University of Arizona. Uh, looking up his uh, stats last night, Lakina, and checking out some of his film. He struggles to shoot from the three-point range, but he's a great passer. He's a great uh, shooter uh, as far as uh, two uh, as far as the two point is concerned, he shot 54 percent. 
from from a two point range. Uh, he's a very good rebounder as well. I know some people wanted to compare him to a young Scottie Pippen or young Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's as I mentioned before, he's not the world's greatest shooter. He said uh, in his presser last night to the Chicago media that he's going to work on that uh, uh, during this offseason. Some people are speculating that he could be part of a package, which we'll get to later. But Lakina. Uh, I, I don't remember us. If we did, uh, you can correct me, but I, don't, I know I didn't mention uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Dalen Terry's name on our show on Monday. Remember, E.J. Liddell was the most popular pick among Bulls experts uh, and fans. Of course, E.J. Liddell went later to the New Orleans Pelicans. But uh, Mr. Dalen Terry, uh, I know the Portland Trailblazers were looking at him hard, but GM Mark Eversley and Arturis Conan Show saw something else in, in this uh, special yeah. in this young man. Yeah, there, there was also a thing with Taryn East. Those were some of the later mock drafts. That's why they call them mock drafts, because sometimes, yeah. they, sometimes they're right and sometimes they're not. Now, in uh, Dalen Terry's case, if you saw him at Arizona, he was all Pac-12 defense, so he can play defense. He was, Monroe mentioned, all conference. So, you know, this guy can play. Now, yes, he doesn't shoot the ball very well. He's only 19, so he can actually develop that as he goes. And, you know, look, he's 6'7". He can, you know, sort of shoot from the paint. He, you know, can actually shoot on the in, in the inside if you he, if he need him to. So he's definitely one of those guys where he definitely fits the bulls if, you know, I'm sure Billy Donovan is going to use him right away. Now, mm -hmm. Now again, as far as look, I think this is this was a solid pick for them. Look, he you know fifteen points, eight rebounds, nine almost nine assists at Arizona. So you know he's sort of one of those guys where he kind of like did it all for that you know Arizona team. They were consistently the top, you know, one of the top uh, teams in the country last year, which I don't think a lot of people thought that they would be. Mm -hmm. But again, I think this is sort of a this is a good pick for the Bulls, and I, and I feel like sort of this is a solid um, you know pick for AK and Eversley. I know some people were disappointed. We'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. That, oh, well, you know, is he going to be used as a, a bigger package? Maybe. I mean, it's sort of one of those things where you just don't know. And again, we'll get to all that you know, in, in a minute. But I think this was a good you know, pick for the Bulls. I know, look, Liddell and Easton, I think some other guys were were uh you know thought to be maybe perhaps you know going to the Bulls. But again, I think they got the guy that they they got their guy. And you know Again, we'll see how what happens. I mean, look, summer league is going to be coming up in a couple of weeks, and you know, we'll see how he does there. This is this is definitely going to be where he's going to want to improve that shooting that he said he wants to do. And I love his uh, his tweets. He actually said that, look, I mean, if I go to the Bulls, I mean, that'd be be, be pretty cool. You know, in the list of guards. So I guess he was kind of foreshadowing uh, what's what was coming up. But you know, I, I think this is this is a good pick for the Bulls. And I think, look, the guy, look, he never have too many guards, right? So I think this was a nice uh, pick for them. Here's the thing. I know we were led to believe that uh, this new Bulls brass uh, are, um, are making all these moves to win now. And we, we said throughout this uh, early, this part of the offseason since the playoffs ended for the Bulls losing to Milwaukee, that that this Bulls team was ready to take the next step in terms of uh, marching their way towards the championship. Are they there yet? No, they just made the playoffs uh for the first time this past season but we said that this team needs shooters perhaps two shooters and also you need a defender to protect the interior and i know some people had the perimeter defender on a third on on, on the list of needs for the chicago bulls now they did address that but i think some fans are disappointed because like like i said ej liddell was on was on the list for many bulls fans and i know that 
uh, some of the other players. I said Jalen Duran, who um, who uh, got picked up earlier in the draft. We'll get to the rest of the board in a couple of minutes. But EJ Liddell was um, was many favorites, as I said before. But uh, I see why many Bulls fans are disappointed. We saw the deficiencies the deficiencies that they had last year, especially on defense within the interior. But I, I get why management did this. I'm not going to say this is a bad pick because we don't know, Lakeena. Like you said, uh, uh, Terry is going to play in the summer league. He'll get his feet wet there. And, of course, ultimately we're going to see uh, him play uh, coming this fall. But I got what, G, uh, what the new GM and, and AK did. Uh, I'm, I'm in wait and see more. Now, I know some people want to do the hot take thing to say, oh, it's a bad pick already. No. I'm not going there just yet. We haven't seen him play summer league yet. So uh, for those that, that you could be disappointed, but to, to, to um, be passive aggressive and say, this is a bad pick. I'm, I'm not going to fall for that foolishness. I'm not. Yeah. And it's sort of one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, I know, I don't know what bulls you know, fans were thinking. I mean, this is when, this is why it can't actually do what they do. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is why you guys are not doing what you're doing. So, you know, it's not. <laughs> so it's sort of one of those things where it is definitely like, hmm, I, I'm wondering, you know, what, what what is it? The, OK, yeah, I know some people want them to trade the pick. You know, there are some rooms they were mm-hmm. going to trade up and down the 18th pick. I guess they couldn't find any takers. So, you know, it's just sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, OK, let's see what he does. Look, I've, I saw look, I know some of you Bulls fans probably didn't watch Arizona basketball. <laughs> but uh I'm like he's a good player. Like I said, he he'll be the first to tell you that like he said it was something he needs to work on his shooting and such. So we'll we'll see what, what happens here. But uh oh what what do we do? Hello, what do you uh, do? Oh Sean did the bo- oh. <laughs> oh well I, uh, I guess he didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so yeah, our, our boss was like, wait a minute, you get to you get to, you have thoughts on the Dale and Terry pick, but uh I guess he didn't want to like wait a like, minute, just, young lady. Like, oh no, no, no. But yeah, I mean look, I think look, we'll see what he does, you know, in summer league. We'll see how he looks. If you see tape of him, you know, look, he's a good player. He said himself that he needs to work on his outside shooting, and that's always been the Bulls' sort of issue. So yeah, I, I think look, this is a good pick for the Bulls. Look, will will he you know contribute right away? Yeah, again, but again, we'll just have to see what happens. And also, too, what I like about him reading the scouting report—he has a seven-inch uh, um, wingspan, so he can yeah, he uh, get out. He can get out in the passing lane and and, and steal the ball. And, and also, as we all know, in the game of basketball, you know when your offense isn't going strong, what gets you back in the game? Defense. So he's very aggressive defensively with that wingspan. Uh, that's what you like in a young player. Hopefully he will get to work on that. Like I said, his offensive game will come along slowly, but they, it's really what, what keeps you on the floor, Lakeena, you know as well as I do, is defense. And even in this era of basketball, you still got to stop somebody. And with that with that wingspan that he has, uh, it, uh, as long as he keeps that skill set up, it's going to take him a long way. He's going to last in, in this league for a long time. Yeah, he will. And so, like, like again, he's only 19. Give him some time to develop. He developed that three-point shot. He can, mm-hmm. look, he might have a growth spurt. Who knows? I mean, he's 6'7", so he, look, he may shoot up another couple of inches. So, we just don't know. I mean, look, we can see this might be Patrick Williams, a little slightly, you know, more, you know, leaner Patrick Williams. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, give the guy a chance. You know, let, let's talk about the rest of the uh, the NBA draft. So, what kind of what kind of surprises you know that you did you have? I mean, were there any like kind of picks that sort of like surprised you, or people not getting picked that surprised you? Uh, Jabari Smith out of Auburn, he went number three to the Houston Rockets. I know they traded Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks a couple weeks ago, so I guess that move set up 
for the for the Rockets to pick up uh, Mr. Smith. You talked about it last year, Lakina, during the college basketball season. Uh, one of the reasons why Auburn was number one for those few weeks was because of Jabari Smith. We all know that he could uh, he could patrol the paint, especially being a power four, but he could put the ball in the bucket as well. And that's something that the Houston Rockets need. I think he's going to serve well for them. But the pick before and check Holmgren, I think most people had this uh, correctly from Gonzaga. He went to OKC at number two. Uh, give GM Stan, uh, Stan Presti credit. Uh, it's going to be at least a couple more years before Oklahoma City becomes serious playoff contenders again. But they're, they're trying to build something nice over there. So that's I like what Oklahoma City did. Uh, Jalen Jaden Ivey, the point guard out of Purdue. Uh, the Pistons did real well with this pick, um, picking him at, at number five. I, I think Detroit is, is trying to build something. They still a couple years away from being serious playoff contenders. So I like that. But your guy Keegan Murray, the pick. Four at number mm -hmm. four from Iowa. He went to Sacramento. I think that's a good pick, Lakina. But you, we've been teasing Sacramento for a long time. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> well, this might be the one thing where they might have right. So we'll. It's going to be very maybe maybe. Yeah, I'll say yeah yeah. Mike Mike Brown's over there now, so we'll we'll see what he does and and such. I mean, you know, this is a guy that was Big Ten Player of the Year and. You know, have the all has all the credentials and such. So I think I think that was a nice pick by uh, Sacramento. Uh, Benedict Mathurin, uh from uh, who is Dalen Terrence, former teammate over at Arizona. He ended up going to the Pacers. And look, I'm, I'm kind of interested in what Rick Carlisle is going to do there. I know some they they're basically sort of starting from scratch. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, this is sort of interesting to to me that that sort of you know that pick kind of made made me go hmm and. Let's see. I think there were there were a few others that kind of uh, sort of like me, sort of like uh, you know Dyson Daniels ended up going to the Pelicans. The Pelicans had a really nice draft too. They had a lot of picks that they used. Johnny Dave, yeah. Johnny Davis, could he be a Bradley Beal replacement, perhaps? Hmm. And uh, I know Mark Williams from Duke. I know that that was another uh, another player that the you know, Bulls fans were very high on. He ended up going to Charlotte. Charlotte had a nice draft as well. AJ Griffin, of course, you know, adding in you know over at Houston. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, you know, Ty Ty Washington, you know, fell a little bit, you know, we ended up going to Memphis and the you know, Houston too. So they got traded to Houston, of course. So Houston, like I said, Houston had a really nice draft too with all their picks and sort of their kind of their moves and whatnot. So, and look, EJ Liddell, for those you were wondering, he ended up going to the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I guess sort of like, look, I mean, it, it's more, the, the draft is always interesting because they had a nice little mo moment where they had all the prospects walk with their uh, with their parents and their family members as they were walking out. So that was pretty cool to see. And I, I think all all drafts to do that. So I think that's sort of you know one of those things where I think maybe that maybe that could be a new draft tradition that other drafts are going to be doing. I think that's what that's what they should do. Uh, but I think really like the really the main thing for me is like some of the guys that didn't get drafted. Kofi Coburn didn't you know. When undrafted, um, Johnny Juzang. Could the from Bulls, UCLA. Let me stop with them. <laughs> what? Well, you know, uh, look, he, Cobra be by the Bulls. <laughs> well, no, you know, he ended up going to Utah, so you know okay. that, that's you know, he'll be. I'm sure he'll be doing their summer league there. Uh, Johnny Juzang, yeah. uh, I believe he also went to Utah. I had to look that up, but he also ended up going to Utah. Um, Lucas Luke Williamson, uh, you know, of course, a former star for Loyola. Um, he. I'm trying to figure out like where did he end up going? I think he ended up going to okay, he ended up going to the Clippers 
and uh, Sharif O'Neal, uh, Shaq son, Shaq son, he ended up going to the Lakers, and so did, and so uh, has uh, Scottie Pippen Jr. He ended up going to uh, yeah, to the Lakers I saw that after not yeah. being yeah, after not being drafted. Um, so I think that really like the really sort of the main you know story also is that who didn't get drafted, and I think they need to put a I think there needs to be a, a rule put in place where. You know, have have guys if guys don't get undrafted, give them a chance to go back to school. If not, then they can do their the two way deals and play summer league and such. So that way, it'd be beneficial to everybody, not just you know the league, but also to the college hoops. I mean, I, I know uh, Dale and Terry sort of said you know in his in, in his interviews that well, I didn't you know I didn't you know develop my skills to go go to college and play college hoops. I mean, I, I appreciate his honesty, but even still, you want to have that option, of course. So, you know, Sharif mm-hmm. and some of his comments, you know, of course, you know, he got into his argument with his dad, Shaq, and, you know, like maybe he shouldn't, you know, go to, you know, maybe he should go back to school because he was on, he's on track to, you know, graduate on time. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, Sid, before we go to, before we go to break? Yeah, I kind of like the way those rules were, were like that you proposed. Maybe in the next collective bargaining agreement, the NBA can work something out so every all parties could be happy. Uh, could be happy, especially with this new NIL rule with college sports. So hopefully, something can work uh, be worked out on that front. But a couple other draft picks I wanted to uh, point out quickly: Jalen Duran, as I said, I thought it would be mm-hmm. one of the wild cards for the Bulls. He ended up going 13th to the Charlotte Hornets. They finally have a big man, so. Hopefully, uh, and they don't have a head coach yet, as far as we know. So whoever's going to coach him, hopefully they can coach him properly. And, of course, Isaiah Mobley was picked by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round. He'll be teaming up with his brother, Evan Mobley. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was, a was running cool off for story. rookie of the year this past season. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty cool story that you know going to Cleveland. I saw that that news, and it was actually you know sort of nice. And I think that you know, look, I think they've been playing together since they were in grammar school, and you know, going through. Uh, uh, the, the the leagues and such, and of course they ended up going to USC. Went all the way to the Elite Eight a couple of years ago during the pandemic uh, tournament, as people call mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that was sort of nice to see. And also, of course, Paulo Panchero, he ended up you know going number one. So you know to Orlando. So I think that was a nice pick for them. And I think look, Orlando's kind of been knocking on the door. So we'll see you know what happens what happens there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was actually uh, there's a good draft all around. We'll probably get back to the draft with a little bit later on, but uh, I, I feel like it was it was a good draft all around. I think you know, look, you saw some guys you know get drafted, some kind of surprising, and then other guys you know, that were drafted. And so you know they ended up, ended up signing with two way deals. So it was actually to be, be a pretty good draft all around. Yeah, and. That- I think so. Like we talked about on our last show on Monday, Lakina, well, this wasn't a, a draft where you had the the number one pick getting the, all the attention, but we said that this would, would be a deep draft class. Uh, hopefully it'll show in the next couple of years or so. And so there's a few teams that address their needs, like Detroit and Houston. I think the Bulls did get better, but the, the way we didn't expect it, as we always say, Lakina, with AK and Mark Eversley, they're bad boys moving to silence. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I want to get into – the Rudy Gobert side of this rumors, Lakina, uh, with our girl Christine Manica, who's going to join us early coming up next. And then we'll, of course, we'll get into White Sox, Cubs, and anything else that's on Miss Manica's mind. As you're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports, we're live in, in Living Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago.
Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. We have less than 90 minutes of this extravagance we call a sports talk radio show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the butt up on the screen for you. The big announcement is coming up, so stay tuned to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago to hear and see what that big announcement is. Uh, joining us early is our closer. She's from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's our homegirl, Miss Christine, the Queen Medica. What's up, Christine? Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, we're doing well, doing well now. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, so it's been, it's been very busy for all of us here. Hey. And- <laughs> Well, no, yeah, we'll say no, don't, don't, because we we told Christine our announcement like months ago, so we're not, we're not gonna do that. But yeah. let's talk. Yeah, we're gonna put you a timeout, Christine, if you yell it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk some White Sox. I saw Sid's tweets from last night because I've been watching the draft. I was turning back and forth from the Sox, and unfortunately, they lose uh, game one of a four-game uh, weekend series to the Orioles. They were shut out for nothing. I told folks, I warned everybody, I said, look, I know Baltimore is the last place in the East, AL East, but they're actually, that's actually a really good team. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to tell y'all. I mean, it's a sort of, we kind of saw some of those things, you know, Danny Meddeck is now done for the year with a torn, a torn ACL. So now that's yeah. becoming a problem. If it's not one thing, it's another, I mean, Dean Kramer, who actually has had, you know, two straight uh, scoreless uh, starts. So, uh, Christine, I'll start with you. What do you think? And can the Whites sort of get back on track? You know, Baltimore is kind of going to make a comeback right now. You know, this is their time that they're like, okay, we we made our mistakes in the beginning. Now we're going to push. I remember when I watched them at the be- at the beginning of the season. I think when they were playing the Cubs or the actually, I'm sorry, it was the Yankees. And I just said, how are the Yankees losing to Baltimore right now? It's Baltimore. Like they should be doing better than this. But they were just having a rough night. Um, and now that the White Sox are kind of in a vulnerable position, that's tough, especially with, with Danny Mendick. You know, he right now, he was batting a 289 average. Mm-hmm. That's one of the highest averages for the White Sox right now. And not to mention uh, Eloy Jimenez, he's on the 60-day DL list. I don't know for what, but he's out for, for the foreseeable future. So I think this is the time where the White Sox need to regroup. I think it helps that Tim Anderson is back in the roster just because he does bring that energy, whether you like it or not. Um, He knows how to get a clubhouse going and how to get everybody excited again. Cause yeah, they're, they're kind of in a, in a downward they're in a bad place right now, but I, I will give them credit. And Sid, you were right about the one game that they would win against Houston. So I guess that's something. <laughs> Yeah, I told you guys about that. Yeah, yeah. The only only reason why I said that is because the the offense has been on fire for the last couple weeks. As we all know, if you study recent White Sox history, even to a lesser extent, the 05 team, when the weather Mm -hmm. gets hot, the bats usually get hot, and that's when the Sox usually take off. But 
Uh, last weekend in Houston, they still could have won that Sunday night game, but Michael Cope didn't pitch that great. He didn't pitch that badly either, but yeah, he didn't pitch that great. I want to ask you something about that Sunday night coverage. I'll ask you about that in a few minutes. But staying with the White Sox, uh, what they did against Toronto earlier this week, uh, it was very good. But that Wednesday game, a couple of things. Adam Hazley, whatever the hell his name is, I usually don't get emotional on this show, but that Danny Mende injury should not have happened because when you're an outfielder, you call everybody off and you prevent something like that from happening. I know he's a rookie and all that, but his ass should be in the minor leagues today because Danny Minnick should never have been injured. If you call him off collisions like that, you avoid collisions like that. That should have never happened in the first place. He should be feel guilty about that today. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. I, no, I, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. Yeah, you're you're fired up for sure. But when it comes to something like that, do you blame the players or do you blame the coaches? That's oh, that's the players, the players. The players, In this yeah. situation, it's the players because when you're an outfielder, you call somebody else, say, I got it, I got it. He should Now, I know there wasn't that many fans there on Wednesday, but uh, uh, the players should say it loud enough, I got it, I got it. Once you hear that, then you should uh, get out the way and let the player catch the ball. Is it a possibility that Danny Mendick or some – I forgot who else was over there, uh, over there that couldn't hear it. Is it a possibility they may uh, couldn't hear it? It's a possibility, but I, I, I find it hard to believe that you don't put this on Tony LaRusso. No, it's actually the player's fault, and just something like that shouldn't have happened. Now, you know the White Sides have been having problems like that all year, especially yeah. with Luis Wright. Remember, that happened a couple of times the last couple of weeks, and then for that to happen, it, that came and bite them in, a, in, a, in the neck. Mm -hmm. And we wish Danny Mandic the best. I don't know why he's on the 10-day IL with a torn ACL, usually with torn ACLs, you're out for the whole year, but yeah. I'll leave I that alone. A, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a roster thing. I think they still got 40 guys on the roster right now. I think once, once there's some more turnover, then he'll be officially put in the, uh, I guess in the 60 day and then, you know, he'll end up missing the rest of the season. I think that's kind of, it's sort of weird how that works with the, you know, with, with in baseball where you got, mm -hmm. cause I've saw, I saw it happen with Tatis, you know, most of last year. So it's, it's kind of like a baseball thing where I guess, you know, the way the rosters are set up. So maybe that's why I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah it's I crazy. wanted to bring up a second point, Lakina real quick. And this is what my anger really goes towards GM Rick Hahn. You know that you have key players hurt already. Leary Garcia, uh, I'll get to what he did last night or what he didn't do in a moment. But uh, the reason why I'm really angry at that Danny Midday injury, you know you have, you have injuries at, at positions that you have lack of depth, and we were praising this team about the depth that they had last year, even with all the injuries. This year, uh, with the, now with Johan Makata out, I think he'll be back next week when they go on their West Coast road trip to Anaheim in San Francisco. Uh, Leary Garcia didn't play for the last few days until yesterday. And then what happened to Danny Mendick on Wednesday? The lack of depth on this roster, the lack of movement, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And Rick Hahn, uh, uh, I think he was he on the radio today, Lakina. Uh, yeah, was, was yeah, yeah I didn't get a chance Hood. to uh, watch and listen to it, but I'm, I'm going to listen to it after the show because I know our guy, Jay Hood, uh, did the interview today. But I want to hear his so quote unquote excuses of why the lack of roster moves and of well, why that they're not prepared, unlike a, a year ago when they were prepared. You cannot assume that your team is going to be healthy for the majority of the year, and the guys that you're bringing up, they're not contributing like unlike a year ago. It, it just makes no sense to me. It really does. 
yeah, it's just definitely one of those. Yeah, it is kind of like, look, I, I think Rick Hahn is sort of like at that point where I'm like, hey, look, it's not my fault. I mean, I look, I didn't want LaRusso to come back. I mean, yes, I made some of these moves and such. Yes, injuries have been beyond their control. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, then you've got the Twins and the Guardians. I know uh, they split their series uh, um, this week. But, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting for me because – I know some people say that this is, you know, after some of the, you know, some of the games, after the All-Star break, they're going to go into the easy part of their schedule. I'm going to air quotes here. Easy part of their schedule. And, yes, they got to play the Twins and the Guardians a lot in these last few months of the season. But, yeah, make sure your house is in order first where you play other teams in, in, in the in the American League. And, like I said, Baltimore is actually yeah, – yeah, yeah, they're in last place, but they're actually – they're pretty decent. You know, you've seen how – what they've done against some of the, you know, the top teams in their, in their division. So – don't take Baltimore lightly, and we'll see if they can bounce back this weekend. But I know people are saying, "Hey, look, they can write the ship." Well, we're going to look. We're almost in July. You can't really use mm-hmm. use that framing anymore. Yep, July first is next Friday. So, like you said, Lakina, mm-hmm. time is starting to run out. I think this team will write the ship. But uh, as I said last night uh, in my tweet, uh, um, recapping the game, where's the sense of urgency? We saw it in the first two games of Toronto. Okay, I. I Wednesday will give you sort of a mulligan, even though Lucas Giolito, we talked about on our last show on Monday, Lakina, that uh, 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 putting COVID aside, uh, he's been having real problems. His ERA is over nine in his last five starts. Uh, uh, it, uh, it has not been uh, looking good for the former All-Star. And then what happened last night, here's what I want to bring up for last night. One, you had nine hits. You cannot scratch not one run across the plate. I know the Orioles are good, as we said, offensively, Lakina, but – they're pitching. They have no pitching. They made them look like Cy Young, a bunch of Cy Youngs out there last night. And uh, Larry Garcia, I know he's not a center fielder. He's your utility guy. I know they had to overpay him slightly in his offseason to keep him. But that play that he uh, did last night before that two-run home run, uh, he booted that ball in the outfield, let the guy go to third base. That was inexcusable. That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. What do you think, Christine? I think it's I think it's a tough balance right now because you seem to have a pretty good pitching crew on him, but then the hits aren't just coming. There's no communication outside of the mound when it comes to getting those key plays or missing those drop balls. Like that's an important part of the game. It's more than hitting. It's all about defense too. You can win a baseball game without defense that goes with any sport that you play so if there's no communication on the bench on the field you're not going to go anywhere so we've been talking about for a number of years now I think a couple of years how pitching wasn't totally there now pitching is kind of there and we're back to where we were xyz years ago when hitting just isn't coming together the team isn't coming together is it because that Larusa maybe isn't consistent with his roster and the players aren't really in a stable position, like they feel like they're not in a stable position, that could be it. That could be part of the morale and stuff like that. So if that's the case, then what do they have to do to change that? You know, what what can Rick Hahn do? What can other coaches do to kind of change that? Or better yet, what can the players do in order to boost their own morale and to keep that energy going, whether they're on the field or not? Yeah, let's 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 hope the other you know, the slash can figure it out. Like I said, I mean, you're kind of getting to a point where you can't use the it's early excuse anymore. Yeah, and I've seen you know folks say, hey, I still believe in the white sauce. You got you know Bovada still has as a pretty good you know bet to buy you know, winning the division. But look, can they make can they make moves? You know, 
you know, in the, by the trade deadline, sure. But I think the thing is, is that you're gonna, still going to be dealing with with this issue. I mean, you know, Chaz Chisholm. I know his name's being flown around from the Marlins, but again, I I don't know what else you you can do at this point. But hey, here's the thing too. Uh, here, one more thing before we move on. The, the bullpen is shot right now because of the injury to Liam Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, and also Aaron Bum has been on on the uh, IL for the last couple of weeks as well. Joe Kelly, he he looked like crap the other night uh, during that extra innings game against Toronto. I know Renato Lopez has been getting overworked these last few days because of the injuries to that White Sox bullpen. The White Sox have to somehow find their way to pull through because I'm with most people. Once they get over 500, there's no looking back. But right now, it's just a lot of things that, that are going on more than just, like you say, hitting uh, Christina. Yeah. Uh, it's the defense. Actually, the defense have been looking pretty good this week. Shout out Josh Harris, who got the game winning hit on Tuesday. Uh, he had a couple of great defensive plays in, in that game. And so it looks like his bad start finally started to come around. I tweeted it out early this week. I know we talked about it. Lakina, should he be the next one to go? Uh, right now, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens here. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, and our girl KXRB's own Christine Manica. Us here for her uh, semi, well, bi weekly visit for you know, this part of the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's go to the NFL. And uh, some big news here that came across the wires on Wednesday Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement for a second time. Uh, the fourth. Yeah, the four-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion, and of course, you know, uh, was Hall of Fame All 2010s team. His 92 uh, receiving uh, touchdowns are the most by any player since his debut in 2010, and the third most all-time by a tight end. So I know some people are already saying that, oh, well, you know, give it him till like October and he'll be back, or you know, whatever. Uh, we'll get to the training camp because, of course, all the teams announced their training camps in just a second. So, Christy, where does uh, – well, I guess well, two, twofold. I mean, where does Grok, you know, rank among the all-time greats? And uh, is he a Hall of Famer? And will he unretire during this coming season? Boy, you know, he has been such a strong asset, not just to Tom Brady, but through the Patriots organization and now through the Tampa Bay organization. He's just an integral part on and off the field. He brings the energy. He gives it 110%. I don't think he would have as many concussions if he didn't give it 110% in everything that he did. So I would definitely rank him up there as a future Hall of Famer for sure. Will he come back? I don't know. It took him even a while to come back after the first time he retired. I think he even mentioned it in his uh, in his retirement part two uh, post that he said, I actually kind of enjoyed retirement when I was in it. And now it's probably getting to the point where maybe he's being told that that he needs to take it easy a little bit more with all the hits because he's a he's a very physical player and he's a big guy but even the toughest guys you know it's like you're getting in a car accident or something every time that you get hit that hard so maybe this is his body telling him like you're 33 years old whatever but your body's acting like it's 50 years old so maybe you have to go back into retirement if if the buccaneers can manage to be in the playoffs again somehow. And if Brady knows that they can, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to drag Gronk back. Heck, I wouldn't even be surprised if he tries to drag him back now, even though he said, oh, wish you the best in retirement. No, that, that's just a front. I know secretly Tom is maybe wanting to get his right-hand man back. 
<laughs> Christine knows things. <laughs> like, I said Tom Brady isn't really retiring. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> but speaking of Gronkowski, you're right, Christine. The reason why he came back was two things. One, he was sick of Bill Bella cheat in the in the Patriots and the way they did Tom Brady. Number two, Tom Brady asked him to come back two years ago when they won their Super Bowl. That's why he he came back to play this time around. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk comes back at some point in the middle of the season, especially you know how injuries mount up in, in, in the NFL mm -hmm. all the time. But if he stays retired, I like the way some of these uh, younger guys are thinking about their futures with CTE and all the yeah. other brain and trauma injuries that we are educated about today. Because, Lakina, none of this was out when we were watching sports. And so we, we knew about concussions and, of course, all the other injuries, knees and feet and arms and all that other stuff. But uh, the, these players today are more educated than ever. And so they're really uh, uh, care about their future. But as far as Gronk is concerned, uh, I, wherever his endeavors are, eventually uh, he'll probably be a TV star eventually because he worked with Fox a couple years mm -hmm. ago before Brady uh, called him back. He could go into WWE if he really wanted to. So if Gronk comes back this season or not, uh, his future is secure. He has yeah. options. Well, the, well and the thing is with him, if you guys remember, he hasn't touched his uh, his play money. All the money he's been, uh, he's been living off of is his, through his endorsement. So he's got cash millions in the bank. So yeah, just like Shaq did back in the day. Yeah, so that that's not an issue for them. Maybe they he and Shaq should sort of you know teach a little symposium to rookies. I'm just saying. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah. Again, we'll see what happens. Definitely, you know, definitely uh, to be continued in this sense. So we're going to go switch gears a little bit and go to the sports media news. Um, Sir Nick Faldo, the six time, uh, major champion and who has been worked, who's worked at you know, ABC, NBC, the golf channel, and now CBS has announced his retirement after 16 years, Trevor Immelman, who, if you guys remember, won the 08 masters, he will take over his spot after the C CBS finishes their golf season in August. Uh, Christiana, you, you know, you and me are kind of like the golf, uh, golf, uh, aficionados here. What do you, what do you think about that news? You know, from what I, from what I understand about that announcement, it's not totally surprising. It's been something right. that's been in the works for a while. And just because of, of COVID and, and everything else in between that's happened from there, I, I, I think he felt obligated to, to stay on at least things kind of got quote unquote back to the new normal. So I, I, the way that I read his post, it was super sweet. You know, he just wants to spend time with his wife and his three Weimarimer dogs. So it, mm -hmm. it's, he's had a great career off the course, on the course, and it's well-deserved. Yeah, I, I agree with you because I think he just got married a couple of years ago. Yeah. I know that he's a grandpa now, like a couple of grandkids now. I know he wants, and also he he's designing courses as well. You know, he's been designing courses like all over the world. So I, I think definitely a, a big, you know, this is a big gloss over uh, CBS because they just started that new TV contract with the PGA and with yeah. live and with your know, guys going on a live tour. Some guys, I know Bruce Kepka just joined a live tour this week. We'll get to that in a second, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely kind of like, you know, he's not going to, to the live tour. I mean, I'm sure you'll probably still see him do the masters. I'm sure he'll be doing the PGA championship. So he's, he's kind of back on his schedule. That's what he does. I know. Uh, Sid, do you have any thoughts on this? I know you're not a big golf guy, but do you have I was going to get to that live controversy. Wasn't Rory McIlroy and or Bruce Kepton uh, the latest uh, big name to no, speak was, out about it? And now, and no, now they joined the tour. Xander was the name being thrown around with Brooks. Shop, Rory yeah. has been very vocal against. Yes, against it. Yep. Yeah, very it, vocal. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and now they join the and now they join the league. Uh, I guess we'll get into it now. Uh, we all know this. It comes down to uh, um, money at the end of the day. Should the PGA be worried yet? No. If some more big names des- decide to jump to live, I know they're working with the Saudi Arabia. Uh, they work with Saudi Arabia. I know a lo- whole lot of people have a problem with that going back to politics, but this is not a political show. We're not going to get into that part of it. But we all know that money talks at the end of the day. The more big names decide to jump over there, the PGA is going to have problems. I think we're starting to see the early stages of this. It's going to be a while, but if more big names decide decide to jump over there, uh, it's going to be a problem. And, uh, and the PGA commissioner is going to have a lot of worrying to do, a lot of sleepless, sleepless nights ahead. Well, you know, they've already started kind of changing the PGA. They just yep. announced that they're going to have something similar to what the live tour is doing mm-hmm. when it comes to money and compensation. And this is all going to happen within the next year or so. So the reason why they did that was to kind of make players think a little bit mm-hmm. about, you know, if you go to this, well, you're definitely not going to come back with us then. But then again, it's also raised the questions for a couple of players saying, okay, where did all this money come from now? All of a sudden that that's also raised a lot of questions too. Um, but again, they're just doing what they can to retain their top 10 players in the PGA. Anyone outside of the top 10, I don't think they're necessarily going to worry about. Anyone that leaves that are in their top 10, that are in their radar, who are faces for the PGA, that's when I think they're going to get worried. Now, I'm not saying Phil Mickelson, Dustin, Bryce, the, uh, Bryson, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not the faces of the PGA. I'm saying that they're right now not playing to their standards, up to the PGA standards of what they're used to seeing Dustin and Bryson playing. Take Phil Mickelson's round in the U.S. Open. You know, he was 11 over. He was 11 (laughs) over. That's what happens Mm -hmm. when, A, you don't golf for four months, five months, whatever the case is, and B, when, you know, you're you're just – I don't know when you're making it all political, when you're putting your own beliefs in front of the game itself. So again, not, not doing any sort of, you know, flack against Nicholson or any of those guys that are there. I'm just saying in the PGA's eyes, they're not worried yet until bigger names start to leave. Yeah. And I think, you know, Tyler's already said that he's not going. So that's That's a worry. That's yeah. when they'll drop everything to get him back. That's yes. when they'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why and that's why they're doing this thing, you know, this end of the season thing that that's gonna debut, I think, like next year, where mm-hmm. they're gonna have um, you know, guys you know, have no no cuts and lots of, you know, like purses, big purses, yeah. like like millions of dollars. So it, it's it's definitely kind of like one of those things where you're sort of like, okay. You know, I'm sure the PGA, this might have already been the worst, but I think they're accelerated because of what's happening right now. So right. we'll see what happens there. So you've got, got any, uh, the other news, you know, Sid, you know, for these last few minutes of this segment with Christine. I want to ask Christine what she think about the Bulls draft pick, Mr. Dalen uh, Terry from last night, the university out of Arizona point guard, six, seven, he has a seven inch wingspan. I mean, that's bigger than my wingspan. I can't Ooh. even. I can't <laughs> that. But um, you know, I, I'm trusting. I'm I'm trusting Billy Donovan on this one. I think this is his first official draft part of the Bulls and yep. part of this organization. So normally, I would be a little bit skeptical, but given the performance that they had this season, I'm I'm going to trust his judgment. I'm going to trust his opinion. I'm going to trust his insight. 
And I think that's a I think that's a pretty good pick from what I've seen on Twitter so far. The fans are happy about it. Something that's funny to me that came out of the draft was OKC. They drafted a guy named Jalen Williams, mm-hmm. and then they drafted another guy named Jalen Williams. So <laughs> my question is, how are you going to differentiate the two? Like, <laughs> Jay over here. Oh, now Jada Williams, but Williams is going to go back to Jay. Like, how are you going to do that? Like, who, who are the geniuses in that front office that said, let's draft both guys named Jalen Williams. They're spelled differently, but let's just draft both of them and confuse the heck out of people. Well, I mean, well, Jalen Williams, the uh, E-N, he is from Santa Clara. That Jalen Williams, J-A-L-E-N. And also to Jalen Williams, a J-Y, J-A-Y-L-I-N. He's uh-huh. from Arkansas. He was all uh, all SEC. <laughs> so last season. Which one so, yeah, is but- the oldest? You call the other one Junior. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say maybe they're cousins. Maybe in some ways they're cousins. You never <laughs> maybe know. So maybe so. You never know. Yeah, that's sort of weird how they they did that. I know. I know some people were talking about that last night. So that, that was a, a little bit uh, odd. But uh, yeah, so because it's, it's crazy. Uh, were there any names you know from the draft that you're kind of like, well, well, you know, guys that were undrafted, I mean, like guys like Kofi Coburn and Johnny Juzang. I mean. You know, what, what do you think should happen to those guys? Should they be able to have the option to go back to college if they want to? I, I think that's always an option for sure. If, if let's say they get drafted, but it's not entirely what they expected or the team and the organization doesn't think that they're ready to go to that level, that they should go to the G League or, or something like that. I definitely think that they should be able to be allowed to go back to college to maybe – improve their basketball schools skills or maybe go back to get a degree for another fallback option um do i think that they should go back to the same school it all depends on how they left it, it all depends on the type of terms that they left in the relationships that they have with their team and with their coaches too um i think something interesting that came out of the draft i can't remember this guy's name but his mom played for the wmba and he you know i saw a picture of him as a baby in his mom's lap just with a basketball her jersey on and now he just got drafted last night and she was there with him i can't remember the name Jade for the Ivy. that's what you're thinking thank of. you thank you yeah and i i just thought that's a cool moment that's a really cool moment you normally see that with a lot of dads and their sons but to have you know his mom be there with him her having experience with uh with professional sports i think that's awesome uh, last moment or two with our homegirl, Christine Manica for KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right here on the Friday edition on Second City Sports. We're live in the 11 color right here at Sports Zone. Chicago City, Lakina here with you. Christine, we'll kick off our number two as me and Lakina will give you our preview of game five of the Stanley Cup final between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, to kick yeah. off next hour. Coming up in a couple minutes. But, Christine, what did you think about game four? Colorado got caught with it hands in the cookie jar with six men on the ice but it wasn't called they scored the game winning goal now they up three to one do they wrap it up tonight at home at the uh at what's that called the ball center now it used ball to be known center. as yeah. the pepsi center now the yeah. ball <laughs> arena the ball, I hope, the ball I arena hope. i should say i hope you know tampa has been winning it too much and they're in florida 
you don't do hockey in Florida, really. So <laughs> get, give it to Colorado. <laughs> Should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all. I'm little... you do do hockey in Florida, but it just seems very odd. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> but yeah. So you know, with Christy, thank you so much again, as usual, for joining us. Where can people find you on the social media? Well, they can find me at Twitter, right? There, where's my hand? There's my hand right there. C Manica underscore KXRB. All right. Anything exciting for you, Christine, coming up? Gosh, you know, I have more golf this weekend. Chris came in and fourth for his tournament that started last week. So, yes, good for him. Um, yeah. Then I have more family. Thank you. Thank you. I have soccer tonight. That I'm announcing they're playing against the Minnesota Thunder, the Sioux Falls City FC. Um, it's the first home game in two weeks. A, a couple weeks ago, um, the second home game uh, was postponed to this coming Tuesday uh, due to COVID on the other opposing team. They didn't have any players, so they had to reschedule that game. So it's kind of weird to, to have a game now after having an unexpected two-week break. But I'm excited for that. Um, I have my uncle, aunt, and my little cousin, Dominic, driving right now, actually, to, to come visit me for, for a weekend. They were they were traveling to Colorado, and they decided on their way back to Chicago to do a little round trip to me. And then next week, I'll be, I'll be on the road back to Chicago, and I'm going to go to that July 4th game for the White Sox. So I'm excited for that. And it's against Minnesota. So... They, they got to do something for me when I'm out there, the White Sox. They have to pull off something. Yeah, and you know that night, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Christine. That night, at least only 12,000 fans will receive that Paul Konerko bobblehead. Gosh, you know, if it's anything like last year, it took, I want to say an hour, maybe two for parking, just because oh, wow. of how crazy it was. I don't know if it's going to be like that this time around, but it was it was ridiculous. So hopefully they figured out a way to have an easier flow of traffic. Yeah, they've been telling people on top of the White Sox organization, they've been telling people all year long to get there early. If you're driving down there, you know, yours surely doesn't drive down there. I take public transportation, i.e. Metro. So I've been doing I've been doing that since they opened up that uh, 30. It's the Rock Island line that opened up that 35th the Lou Jones stop. Since 2011, yours truly has not been paying for parking. Yay! <laughs> so Metro takes care of me just fine. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us. And uh, I guess we'll see you in a few weeks. We're gonna have a busy couple the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you need me, I'll be trying to sleep, maybe in between. Can <laughs> <laughs> right, you say so, Christine? Thank you. You too, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Christine. Oh. Bye. All right, bye. All right, that's our buddy. Okay, so our is Christy Manica. You know, thank you again once again, you know, to her for joining us. She, of course, like he's like she just said, she has a busy couple of weeks, so we'll yeah. definitely you know, be checking back in with her in a few weeks. But we still got a lot to do today. Still, the Hawks, Blackhawks, might have a new head coach. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, we'll see if the Avs can wrap it up uh, tonight. And uh, also, to our and more and more and more and more stuff, you know, coming up. And also, our big announcement. You know, of all this sports on Chicago, get your devices ready, folks. You're going to be checking us out more and more with Sydney Brown on Lakita McGee, the second city sports on Sports Zone Chicago. And we will see you in a bit. Technical difficulties, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs>
Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm the Keenan McGee. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrub McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we have less than 60 minutes of this experiment against we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Still ahead, we'll give you our big announcement regarding the future of Sports on Chicago and the future of this show as well. We cannot wait for you to uh, get this hot information in. Tell everybody, spread this information like wildfire because it's going to be big, big, big. Huge, huge, huge. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's... I know it sounds corny, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the point. <laughs> you get the idea, yeah. <laughs> but let's do that hockey, Sid. Yes, let's do that hockey. Tonight is game five between the Colorado Avalanche. <clears throat> Excuse me. Between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the game will take place in Denver, Colorado at Ball Arena tonight at 7 o'clock Chicago time on ABC and ESPN Plus here in the United States. For those of you that are lucky enough to watch us in Canada, you can watch that game on Watcher Sportsnet slash CBC uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern 
That's 7 o'clock our time, 5 p.m. on the West Coast. Lakina, the Avalanche lead that best of seven series, three games to one. Uh, as we talked about it with Christine uh, Manica, our girl, in our last uh, hour, uh, the Colorado Avalanche got caught with their pants down, but the referees uh, somehow missed it. Uh, they had six men on the ice in overtime. Uh, um, Kadri scored that game-reading goal. The Avalanche lead that series three games to one. It was a hard-fought hard game five. Tampa Bay came out. Uh, firing in that first period. I thought they controlled the majority of the game, but that third period, they ran out of gas. They tried to get it back in overtime, but Colorado said, uh-uh, they've been the best road team in these playoffs. They showed it once again on Wednesday. Yeah, the, well, yeah, let me let me uh, correct that thing about the, oh, the too many men on the ice thing. That is not reviewable, so, and I think as, I don't mm -hmm. know who that was that he was just, you know, leaving the ice. So I think for people to say that, oh, boy, there's too many men on the ice, I mean, it was, he was already kind of like already in the in the box, so I don't know what, what they could have done. And plus, it's not reviewable either in at the game mm -hmm. or in or in Toronto. So I don't know what more what could have been done there. But you know, Kadri, you know, came in and you know scored that game winner about mm -hmm. oh, with about seven minutes, like over seven minutes left, or I should I say eight minutes left, and just under eight minutes left in the in the overtime. But you know, Sorelli, you know, got it going for Tampa Bay. You thought, okay, maybe look, you know, showing a little bit of fight here, and then McKinnon um, scored. Mm -hmm. Tied it up, and then you know Hedman uh, came in, and you know he you know he put it in there, and Colangelo. Nice to hear for him too. on the score sheet in this in this series. Yeah, that was nice of him, right? But uh, yeah, he he came on, you know, scored that, you know that, you know, tied it up, just literally like not even three minutes in. <laughs> so, but then of course Kadri you know, scored the game game winner in overtime, and look, I mean. The Lightning did what they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they were kind of, mm -hmm. you know, they had the deep, you know, they had the defense. They were very aggressive, you know, going in. Volesleski, you know, had 34 saves, but it just wasn't enough. And, you know, it's, it's definitely sort of like, I think, I think the Avs are playing like they're on a mission. It's been about 25 mm -hmm. years since they last won the uh, Stanley Cup. So I think they want to kind of try to win it tonight. I know, yes, they're on the road, but I think they want to kind of sort of wrap it up. They're the first team to hold a 3-1 series lead in the final against the defending champion since the Devils. It's the sixth such instance all time. Each of the previous five teams went on to win the series. So that actually that actually is good if you're an Avs fan. So it'll be interesting to see. And, of course, you know, they had the ninth comeback win of the playoffs on Wednesday, one shot of the all-time record that held by the 9 Pen Penguins. So – you know, there are a lot of records at stake here, and can they win it? And I think if you're the abs, you want to try to wrap it up. Because if you remember, Hawks fans remember this, they came back from a 3-1 deficit in this cup final against Boston. So for any – well, it wasn't Boston, but uh, I forgot who it was. But uh, anybody who wants to – It was Detroit during that year in Detroit. that playoff run. Mm. Yeah, I remember who that was. That was definitely during that that run those runs. So it has happened. So I think people need to kind of just – if you're the abs, mm -hmm. think you want to try to wrap it up, wrap it up tonight. Yeah, go, going back to Game 5, you, we mentioned the other fact that it was going to be uh, playing a big part in this series was goaltending. Now, Darcy Kemper, who's been doing very well for the Avalanche, mm -hmm. you could tell he was off to a shaky start. He actually started to give up some rebounds here and there, there but after the opening period, he started to settle down, and you saw the, the Avalanche trying to work their way back into the game. Of course, they did and with that game-time goal in the third mm -hmm. period. But on the opposite side, Andre Valesky has been doing very well, but yeah. you could tell midway through that second period, only started to give up a lot of rebounds mm -hmm. and uh, Tampa Bay just couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. You, you started, uh, I don't know if it was fatigue or what, but uh, it, there was 
Tampa Bay was starting to wear down, and uh, that's how Colorado got back in the game. You notice there wasn't uh, many penalties called, so it was no. very physical, but not to me penalties called, which is a nice thing to see to uh, help set that pace and the referees actually letting the play get that intensity going. But uh, Valeski started to crack under the pressure a little bit, and you saw mm -hmm. uh, he gave up another rebound, which led to that game ready to go uh, in overtime. And so Tampa Bay, why well, they started off hot because that's been a problem for them in this series with the first period. But they turned that around. But you start you start to see that Colorado was starting to get their game back, and it, Tampa Bay was a that they were the team to start to, to fatigue and, and make all the silly mistakes down the stretch. And especially when you get to this level, Lakita, in any yeah. series in the playoffs in hockey. Uh, one little mistake can cost you the game. And, and Tampa Bay, if you paid the, attention to that third period in the start of mm -hmm. overtime, you saw you, you, what Colorado did shouldn't surprise you. Yeah, it was definitely like I think the, the Avalanche kind of was very aggressive, especially late in the third period. That's how uh, mm -hmm. Collegiano, Collegiano had, was able to kind of score that, that game tie. And also, too, Kadri was able to score that game winner. And look, I think. I think they got caught sleeping. I think they caught the lightning kind of yeah. sleeping a little bit. So if you saw that overtime goal, that was a very Kane-esque, if you guys remember that uh, from the uh, 2010. Because because there was like, I, I think all the comments, I think Sean McDonough, you know, who does a great job you know, for for ABC, ESPN, and the hockey, he, he was confused. He's like, wait, what? Where where did, where did that puck go? So it was like, no one knew where the puck <laughs> was. And he, you know, everyone else started celebrating. So uh, it was sort of one of the very, it was very like reminiscent of that. So, but yeah, I mean, you got to give the uh, abs credit for being aggressive. Yes, they were able, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't waver once, you know, Sorelli scored that, scored that uh, opening goal, like not even 40 minutes, 40 seconds in, I should say. And mm -hmm. then everything else started kind of, you know, spiraling down after that. So, you know, I yeah, hope that maybe they'll win the experience, but I think also too, you can kind of tell them that they're, Tired of legs too, because remember they had to go seven yeah. against the Rangers. You gotta wonder is fatigue. actually six. Well, so well six, but yeah, but it was a physical six series. It felt like seven games. Yeah. And so <laughs> you wonder, you wonder, like like Christine said a few minutes ago, is it fatigue? Is fatigue starting to kind of set in for the Lightning because they've played very physical? So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and and I think, uh, like I said, the physicality of, of the game of this series uh, has kind of taken its toll on Tampa Bay. And checking out the statistics from Game Five, actually Colorado had the hits advantage by twelve forty-one to twenty-nine. So uh, you could definitely say mm -hmm. that fatigue is starting to set in for the Lightning. As far as the other statistics are concerned, the shots on goal were very even, thirty-seven to thirty-nine in favor of the Lightning. Uh, the face-offs uh, even at thirty-five. The power play opportunities, of course, Colorado one for two. In Tampa, they were over to, as we mentioned before, few penalties were called. And so you like to like to see a nice, uh, clean game being played with very few penalties called. Uh, here's a, another statistic that, 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 that got me alarmed. The black shots, which is very key, especially at this time of year. Colorado 21, Tampa Bay 34. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's definitely one of those sort of things where you kind of like, you sort of say to yourself, okay, it's definitely like, sorry about that, folks. I got a little distracted there. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely like you you wonder, you know, does does the Lightning kind of have it in a – look, they, they're more than capable of, you know, going – coming back from 3-1 down. It's happened before. But uh -huh. can they do Can they do it, though? That's going to be the thing. We'll sort of fatigue. We're starting to see it. Tired legs and all that stuff. And just the fact that you're playing a team that's actually – that's on a mission. So – it's going to be interesting though what to see what happens there, but uh, yeah, I hope I hope we get an extension of the series. I don't know if this is going to go seven, but but I think if you're the Abs, you're going to want to try and you know 
wrap it up tonight. You don't want to, you don't want to give the lightning any hope. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you before we uh, move on to baseball, what's your one key for both teams as we uh, preview tonight's game five? I think if you're Colorado, you want to keep the aggressive, you know, the aggressive, you know, keep that aggression, keep that the strategy that you use in game in game uh, in game four. Try to kind of you know, try to be aggressive, try to kind of, you know, sort of unlike the last time, try to jump on them early and kind of, you mm -hmm. know, take their will away. If you can kind of try to score early, you know, get McKinnon, get Kadri, get others to sort of, you know, jump in early and try to see if you can kind of score and, you know, sort of, you know, put the put the lead out early and sort of end it early. And But if you're the Lightning, you want to do the same thing. You know, if you want to – looks like Nick Paul will be able to start tonight. I know he got banged up in game four. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, he could be, you know, sort of like that aggressive there. Sorelli, you know, of course, scored that first goal, not even 45 seconds in. Hopefully he could, you know, keep that up. Okay, Kucherov, Stankos, where are y'all? Like, yeah. come on, let, let's let's hear from you guys because you're you're one of those you're that you're that you're that core you're part of that core that's going for your third straight Stanley Cup. You need to start playing like it. So hopefully we can get that tonight. Yeah, for me, for Colorado, uh, use their speed, especially late in the game. You sensing that the Lightning are getting tired, as you as we seen in, the, in the, as we saw in the last game, rather. And for Tampa, for, that's Colorado for Tampa Bay. Uh, limit the amount of mistakes. Do not turn the puck over in your own zone. And if you're Andre Valeski, the goalie, do not give up any rebounds because you saw what happened the other night, and that's why you're down 3-1. Was he the only reason why the Tampa Bay lost that game? No. But mistakes like that can cost you a game. And so for you, Tampa Bay, uh, do not turn the puck over in your own zone and do not give up any rebounds. And if you're Valeski, don't try to give up. Don't give up terrible goals. And I think those are some of the so the things are sort of like those those little gimme goals. So we'll see what happens there. And of course, you know, game five is tonight on ABC and also on ESPN Plus. So we'll see if the the Avs can you know finish it up at home. And if not, it'll Sunday game will be necessary. It'll be at seven o'clock also on ABC on ESPN Plus as well. Yep. So tune in tonight. Lakina said game five will be seen on ABC at seven o'clock Chicago time. You're listening to Second City Sports to Friday edition. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Uh, as we take you for the last uh, 45 minutes or so uh, for our last show of the week right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, let's switch over back to the diamond. Let's talk some baseball. We'll get to the national uh, uh, schedule for this weekend coming up. But Lakina, uh, I know we talked about the White Sox with Christine last hour. I want to get your thoughts on the Cubs. Heartbreaking loss yesterday. They had the chance to at least get a, a two game of uh, uh, two games uh, uh, out of four in Pittsburgh. They had a great comeback yesterday, uh, trailing I believe six nothing. Tied the game late, but uh, Michael Chavis said, "Uh uh, you got the game winning hit." And the Pittsburgh Pirates take three out of four from the North Siders. The one thing that that I took away from this series, a couple of things that I took away from this series, Lakina. The offense, uh, they actually are taking uh, advantage with men in scoring position. And number two, Keegan Thompson, uh, if you Jed Hoy, you, you better find a way to keep him because he's the only pitcher prospect that I see that you have on this roster right now. Yeah, that that you know, that Wednesday's game was really impressive on his part. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, 8-7, mm -hmm. the final for that one. That was a tough one for, I'm sure, I saw a lot of Cubs fans tweet that that was probably one of the, I don't want to say that's the worst loss of the season, but that, that might be an uh, Chavis sort of, you know, ended things, you know, he tied the game mm -hmm. also to the silver horn in the eighth. And yes. then of course had that game winning a uh, single go ahead, single and 10. So 
I mean, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, look, you're, you're starting to show a little bit of signs. Like you said, Keaton Thomas is probably like the best pitcher you have right now if you're the Cubs. Not even Kyle Hendricks starting to kind of show his age a little bit. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, usually he does better when, you know, it warms up. So hopefully we're seeing that. But, uh, yeah, in this case, I mean, you lose, you know, three out of four to the Pirates. I don't know what else more you can say about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sort of try and look at the positives, I guess, if you're a Cubs fan. <laughs> I know that's hard yeah. to do, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens here. But, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's tough to be the Cubs fan right now. And I, I know that some, you know, some fans are not, you know, very happy with the direction of the roster and such. It might be a couple of years before this team is in serious contention. But, look, they play St. Louis. They've actually played St. Louis pretty tough in St. Louis this weekend. So, that that might that could help a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know St. Louis had the had a little struggle a little bit in this week. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what what do you think before we get to like all of baseball? Uh, for the Cubs, like you like you said, they were competitive against St. Louis a, a few weeks ago um, with that five game series here in, uh, in Chicago at Wrigley. Uh, they had a chance to win all the, I think all those games except except for mm-hmm. that I think that second game of that series. But yes. they could have taken four out of five. But they, like you mentioned, especially in recent history, they've done well against the Cardinals. Uh, too bad Keegan Thompson is not pitching in this series. But mm-hmm. with that withstanding, I expect the Cubs to compete this weekend. Like you said, St. Louis. We'll get to them in just a second, but. They came off of a competitive series against Milwaukee as they battled for the NL Central Division lead. And the the Cubs, they're playing with house money right now. Not, not too many people expect them to do do well, especially now with this recent ugly stretch that they've been under for the last few weeks. You still have Wilson Contreras, Frank Schwedell, Patrick Wisdom had a couple of big hits in that series against Pittsburgh. So uh, the bats are heating up for the Cubs. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they won one game down there in St. Louis. It wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't. So we'll see what happens there. Now let's go to the rest of baseball. What impressed you so far this week? Uh, last night's game, for those of you listening back on our replay at War on Anchor, I'm talking about the first game from Thursday night's uh, four-game weekend series between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, Lakina, but Jose Altuve got hit by Tyon mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in the first inning. Think us, nothing more came into it. It was an accident. Of course, Jose Altuve has been marked as one of those Cheating guys from the Astros from that 2017 mm-hmm. World Championship team. Of course, he wears the elbow guard on, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, his on his left elbow, so you could tell he still felt it, that pitch uh, last night. But uh, mm-hmm. nothing came about it. There was no bean balls or anything like that. So thank goodness for that. But the Houston Astros jumped out to an early three nothing first inning lead. The Yankees tied it up with uh, John Carlos Stanton's three run home run. Houston scored three more to make it 6-3. It lasted all the way to the ninth inning. Aaron Judge, who's your front runner for AL MVP, got the game-winning hit last night. So it was a very they, exciting game to watch last night. And they, sell, and they sell their arbitration, too. So I think that that I'm sure he's playing a little bit more now. Yeah. He joined, he joined uh, uh, Babe Rupa in 1920 as the only Yankees with six, six multi-hit uh, you know, games within the – the team's first 70 games of the season. So they're actually are the first team to get to 52. So, you know, he did that earlier this week. So, yeah, so it's definitely like if the Yankees are definitely that's like the team that beat right now, they won two out of three against the Rays. Of course, you know, they continue their series against the Astros tonight. So that should, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. That's, that's going to get a lot of the national treatment. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like the Yankees are, I don't want to say they're the team to beat because it's still like 
otherwise they're still early, but you're kind of rolling about half, not even halfway through the season yet. But they got the best record in the league right now, and we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're going to shore up their their middle relief and their bullpen because that's what mm-hmm. they really need. Their hitting's fine; they just need to kind of shore up, beef up their uh their their pitching staff, and they can probably go far. That's probably been the sort of like the hindrance the last couple of years for the Yankees. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, we have a me- comment. Yeah, we have a comment real quick from my guy Vernon Fairley. I think today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Vernon! Happy birthday, Vernon! Uh, uh, yeah, so we, uh, he was up on the Shine and Maya's comments this morning. He says, "I hope the Sox play better for tomorrow, at least since I'll be at the game. You're surely going to be there too, Vernon." So, and plus that, uh, plus tomorrow for as, as far as promotions is concerned, is the Eloy Jimenez watching um, Luis Robert the bobblehead. So. So if you're the first 20,000 fans in attendance, you'll get that bobblehead. So hopefully, Vernon, they'll get, uh, you'll be there early enough to get that bobblehead because when it comes to promotions and bobbleheads, Sox fans, you should crowd that place early. So as as the, the White Sox uh, have told you guys all year long, get there early to avoid the major traffic. So thank you, Vernon, for checking in with us here on Second City Sports. You could do so as well at uh, Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Chime in with your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the bump on the screen for you. But back to the national baseball scene, Lakina, we mentioned St. Louis earlier. They took two out of three from Milwaukee this week. Milwaukee prevented the sweep yesterday with a 6-4 victory uh, over the St. Louis Cardinals. Milwaukee has been struggling as of late. Uh, to the AL Central, where concerning for you White Sox fans, I watched all three games of this series. The Cleveland Guardians, their bats are just on fire. Uh, they failed to sweep the Minnesota Twins yesterday. Minnesota came out of there with a one nothing victory. But the Cleveland Guardians, their bats, as I mentioned, they are coming to life right now. Their pitching has struggled a bit, but the offense is picking it up. Josh Naylor, remember that name, Sox fans, what he did here back in May? Ooh-wee, he's really starting to pick it up right now. Jose Ramirez, we talked about he was injured early in the season. He's back now. He's starting to pick it up. The Cleveland Guardians team, they're the best team in the AL Central right now without a question. Yeah, their their hitting has been you know really you know lights out lately. They're kind of they're kind of where the White Sox. I'm sure White Sox fans wish they were right now. <laughs> you know their their hitting has been yeah uh, like like crazy. 11-10 uh, against the the Twins a couple of days ago. That was a crazy game. You guys saw yes uh, yes saw it that was <laughs> that was a crazy game. Uh, they play the Red Sox. The Red Sox have been playing pretty well too lately. So that should be an interesting series. And nonetheless, uh, gotta give a little bit of a shout out to I know they're I know this team's been struggling lately, but Shohei Otani had. An eight RBI game and a 13 strikeout game in his in a career. He did that in the last two nights, so he did it earlier this week. So mm-hmm. could definitely, perhaps, maybe be challenged, perhaps challenge uh, Judge for AL MVP. We'll see. Uh, that's interesting. Also, too, the the Rangers have been playing pretty well too. They've won mm-hmm. a couple in a row. Uh, the Mariners have won three in a row as well. They're starting to kind of get into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it was against the A's, but okay, whatever. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, look that they had look, you know, they had to get somehow, but <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, as for the East, uh, the Mets, you know, they're they're kind of starting to sort of you know fall off a little bit. They've yeah, lost they got swept by the more. Astros. Yeah, so yeah, I know. I think they lost again last. Yeah, so it's just a tough tough goal for uh, the Mets right now. I know the Braves are starting to kind of they're starting trying mm-hmm. to start a new another streak again. They've won a couple in a row. The Phillies have you know, been kind of up and down since so they've changed managers, but they're still kind of like right there within distance. You talked about the Central uh, out West. The Dodgers are starting to kind of find their groove back. I know some Dodgers fans were already kind of freaking out. They've swept. Yeah, I know they swept the Reds, but again, 
You know, yeah. if they had lost one of those games, y'all would have been freaking out. So, yeah. you know, they, they, they got swept, you know, they swept the red. So, you know, y'all can relax now. They have a, a, a big series coming up against the Braves. Also, too, the, uh, the Padres, they've been coming up, up and down, too. The good news is that, Matt, that, that Machado injury doesn't look serious. So mm-hmm. they they win, you know, they lose, but again, they lose their opener against the Phillies. So we'll see uh what happens uh there this weekend. They did they did sweep the diamond bats. So look, you do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so interesting, some interesting things happening in baseball this week. Yes. So there's your uh your recap for this week in baseball. But we'll give you the schedule tonight before I know we're up against the Lakina. So we'll give you the schedule for this weekend series. Uh of course, Baltimore is here in Chicago to face the White Sox tonight at 7 10 p.m. Of course, the next two games for the White Sox against Baltimore are both Saturday and Sundays are both 1 10 p.m. starts. But tonight's game Friday. Uh, is at 710 on the south side. The Speaking of the New York Mets, they'll face the Florida Marlins uh, at 540 tonight. Of course, they'll be your Sunday morning game on Peacock at 11 o'clock. So uh, for those of you in Florida uh, expecting to get some national love, uh, you'll get it this week facing the New York Mets. So of course, it'll be because of New York Mets. That's why they, they're getting all the national love. So that's your Sunday uh, MLB leadoff game of the week. For the Mets and Marlins, of course, the Astros and Yankees. Uh, game two of that series will resume tonight uh, uh, from Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Boston at Cleveland, as Lakina mentioned earlier. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay for a rare interleague series. We have the Dodgers and the Braves uh, from Atlanta. Washington Nationals at the Texas Rangers. Another interleague series. Another interleague series. Colorado and Minnesota to take on the Twins. You have Oakland at Kansas City. Another interleague series of Toronto and Milwaukee to take on the Brewers because the Cubs and the Cardinals start their big three-game weekend series down there in Missouri. That's tonight's game, the first game on Apple TV. So all you Cubs fans are looking for tonight's game. It's not on marquee. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have Seattle at Anaheim, Detroit at Arizona. Tonight's game of that first game of that series will be the second game of the Apple TV doubleheader at 8.40 p.m. We have Philadelphia at San Diego, and we have Cincinnati at San Francisco. Your Fox Saturday baseball game of the week this Saturday at 6.15 Chicago time will be the Dodgers at the Braves or Colorado at Minnesota. So as we say in the business, check your local listings for a game of time in your area. <laughs> and the Dodgers and the Braves will be the Sunday night baseball game of the week on mm-hmm. ESPN. Also to Cincy and San Francisco, that's the early game on ESPN Plus, as well at 3.05 on Sunday, of course, you know, as I mentioned, the Mets and the Marlins will be on Peacock. That's the Sunday uh, Peacock game of the week. So mm-hmm. check your local listings and you know, your streaming services wherever for channel, network, and time and all that good stuff. So that's your baseball talk for this uh, week and some great series coming up. So it should be a lot of fun. We got to take a really quick break again, but don't worry, folks. We're finally going to get to our big announcement. And the Black House <laughs> also might be uh, making a big announcement, too. You might like their new head coach. So it's a couple of big announcements coming up next, along with Sydney, along with Sydney Brown, which is he. I'm Lakina McGee. Oh, look, that's me. This second season sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you in a bit with some big, big news.
Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color, the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brownhead. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the t- Twitter and at Kenny Oscar McGee on the IG. We have less than a half hour left of this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. And coming up, we'll have our big announcement. But if you have any questions or comments for us during our last less than a half hour of this exciting program, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone, Sh- Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, a few items to get out the way before our big announcement. You mentioned the Chicago Blackhawks that hired a new head coach. A former defenseman named Luke Richardson. He played. He played in the NHL for over two decades, over fourteen hundred games. I know he was mm-hmm. last coaching with the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, with that realignment coming off of COVID, they reached the Stanley Cup final last year against Tampa Bay, which they lost in a hard-fought six-game series. Of course, Marshall's been on hard times this year, both on and off the ice. Uh, he's described as a high-character, no-nonsense guy. We all thought jokingly looking that Derrick King will get this job, but uh, they turned to Mr. Richardson. Uh, will he be the head coach when this team finally gets good? Uh, that remains to be seen. My gut tells me no, but uh, the Blackhawks, as we told you guys, are turning the page both on and off the ice. Yeah, uh, shout out to Frank Cervelli, who first reported this news. Uh, who's a hockey insider for Daily Faceoff, which is a hockey uh, insider uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, magazine. Well, 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 well blog, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, he look at I me. Mean, this is a guy who, you know, like I said, he played 1,400 games in the, NA, in the NHL. He has spent eight years as an assistant in the NHL. He, has, he spent four years as an AHL head coach. So this is a guy who has the credentials. And look, he played defense. He's a former defenseman, so he knows how you know, how the you know, tough and grit. So again, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But look, Okay, so it looks like now they're going to have a coach, but okay, what's going to happen with the roster? I mean, you may have to, I mean, you may have to get rid of Kane, Taves. You know, we've been talking about the last few weeks. I mean, that Seth Jones contract looks really bad right now. So yeah, now we're you know we're starting to kind of see like okay, what's going to what's going to happen here? It's going to be a lot of turnover. Is it going to be a total rebuild? We really don't know what the Hawks are going to be at this point. So this is great news because it seems like you got somebody there who has experience and who can kind of you know mm-hmm. bring the best out of some of these younger players. But at the same time, though, okay, worst, how about the Brinkin? How's he going to be and all that stuff? So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting, though, to see what the next chapter is for the Hawks and what they decide to do. I know that Mr. Richardson is 53 years old, but he's not that far removed from, from uh, being the head coach. You can still relate to the players. And let's be honest, Lakina, from an outsider's perspective, this is a youth movement for the Blackhawks. Now, GM DeKal Davis, as we said, have, has a lot of work to do, but uh, it, it's going to take a while for them to be at uh, cup contending level, uh, perhaps at, at a playoff contending level as well. So you, you need a coach that could communicate with these young guys to get them going in the right direction. Let's call it what it is, Lakina. We've seen him with these rebuilds here in this city of Chicago with the White Sox, with Ricky Ritteria. Uh, This is a learning on the job for these young guys. We saw it with the Cubs before they hired Joe Mann. Ricky Ritteria was a part of that. They were learning on the job. So in the Bulls, which is a total mess, we'll get into that. But uh, this is going to be a learning on the job experience, not just for him, but mostly for those players. You, you mentioned the was what are they going to do? With some of the veterans that they have left on those uh, uh, huge uh, contract uh, deals. Uh, I think it's your best interest to keep the brinket. If King wants to stay, that's fine with me. 
Uh, he has that right. But GM Kyle Davis has the right to trade him as well. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think the odd man out right now is Jonathan Taves. Nothing personal against him, but his time has come to an end. You saw that with the other brands, with Hosa, even though he had a condition that which uh, could, he couldn't uh, uh, couldn't play anymore. But we saw with him, Seabrook, Duncan Keith. Uh, it, it's going to happen to Taves sooner or later. Well, and also it'll be interesting what they do. I mean, do you try? Does Kyle Davidson try to trade Taves? I mean, uh, yeah, trade Taves and probably I would. try to get something from try to get something from him. Maybe get a a, a high pick or maybe get mm-hmm. kind of an up and coming young player. You can kind of be a part of this core. So. Again, look, Kyle Davis has got a lot of decisions to make, and it won't be easy decisions. I mean, there might be some decisions he makes that may disappoint some fans, but you may have to sort of, you know, kind of get back out to try to figure out what happens there. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited. This I'm a little kind of like cautiously optimistic. I'll say that you know, as far as what the Hawks are going to do and what sort of like the next steps are going to be. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that same boat, but it's going to be a long road ahead, so we'll see what happens with that. Lakina, did you – I don't have it in front of me, but did you check out the Bears training cap schedule? It was released earlier this week. Yeah, I do. I got to get it up here for a second. I just had it on here, and, of course, I lost it. But all the NFL teams announced their uh, training camp uh, dates, and it's sort of interesting because, of course, you know, you, know, you have it now over at uh, – Hallis Hall now. They start on yep. July 23rd. So I miss Bourbon Day. Oh! <laughs> I know. Good times. And I know the, I know the people in Bourbon Day miss having camp there as well. Yeah. But I guess, oh, yeah. But I, guess, but I guess they figured that, you know, look, Lake, Lake Forest, they're already there. It's easy to get to. It's a, you know the PNC Center at Hallis Hall, as they call it. Oh, she, she, mm. let it up. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they, of course, I got to, of course, got to get the corporate thing into it. But, yeah, I mean, that's what they're going to do. July 23rd. It's going to be the thing. We'll try to get some. We'll try to get some folks on before then. You know, now we got a little bit of time. Now that we know when training camp is going to going to be, uh, veterans of course report on the 26th. So amongst some of the other teams are going to be uh, going in that day. You get Cincy. Uh, some of the early training campers. You've got Atlanta and Baltimore. I know they've had a tough mm-hmm. last few uh, last few days. Uh, of course, the Raiders all two on the July 18th. The rookie. This is the rookie. Uh, the rookie days, I should say. Uh, so. Yeah, so like some of these teams, you got some teams are going to be uh, coming in late. You know, they got you know, Pittsburgh and Philly and the 49ers. They don't have they don't have to come until the 26th. Commanders, the same mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, so some of the various uh, dates and stuff. They're right there on the NFL website if you want to find out you know when your favorite team is going to be. You know, tuning in for training camp and such. But this will be interesting though because you got a new regime taking over, and I I mean honestly, I I don't <laughs> I'm not really expecting much. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, we'll have more time to break down the Bears roster once we get close to the training camp. And, of course, the preseason will tell uh, part of the story once those games start in August. Looking, I think they're going to have, if I'm not mistaken, five open practices, I think. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong for the Bears. Uh, uh, of course, they, they're going to limit the amount of fans in there because it's a smaller place. They don't want everybody up there at Hallis Hall. So uh, so if you're the fan, I don't know how much the admission is going to be. I don't think the Bears released that uh, information just yet. But uh, if you're a Bears fan, you had to travel all the way up to uh, uh, Lake Forest near the Wisconsin uh, state border to see the Bears practice this year. So, of course, we all know the political stuff behind the scenes. They're trying to make that deal look good for Arlington Heights. Uh, when they're going to move there, who knows when. But all this is coming to play right now. But if you're a Bears fan for the first time, believe in three years, uh, uh, it won't be in Bourbon A anymore. You have to go to Lake Forest, Illinois, to see your Bears practice. 
And I'm thinking, let's see here. Uh, I think I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at the the practice. I, I think the first <laughs> open practice I think will be on the 28th, which is when the veterans come in for camp. Okay. Uh, some of the other ones are. You got a couple of other practices as well. They're going to be open. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't like. I know they're going to have a family day. I believe like in the first week of August. So like the second mm-hmm. week of August. So you know this is yeah. So you you can if you want you can you can go check out you know this this roster and, and such because I know there's going to be there's something that, that came up during uh, the OTAs and such. You know people you know talk about Justin Fields and such. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just like okay, it's sort of weird how. All this is sort of, you know, people all have their opinions already. They haven't even started playing yet. So I don't know. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go figure on that. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live and they live in color on the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. We had the big announcement coming up, but we still have a couple more items to take care of. Lakina, let's stay in the world of football. You mentioned the Baltimore Ravens they had a couple of deaths uh, within that organization this week. One of them was a former uh, Super Bowl champion from the 2000 team. His name was Tony Siragusa. He passed away at the age of 55 earlier this week. He was also he was a former um, commentator for Fox Sports for the NFL mm-hmm. of Fox. He worked as a third guy with Kenny Albert and Darren Moose Johnson for those uh, many years from the late 2000s through the 20 teens. I know he was let go following the 2016 season, season I believe. I know he started to uh, – uh, delve into other businesses the last years of his life but uh, those shocking news that i've heard earlier this weekend we would like to send our condolences out to the siragusa family and to the other family that the uh other baltimore ravens player uh pat who passed away earlier this week as well yeah it's you know tough especially that because that's who we grew up with with siragusa of course he was a yeah. part of that that 2000 team that uh won the uh the super bowl and also too uh like i said he was i actually liked him during the broadcast he kind of like add a little bit of his own like flavor to he was on the sidelines and such yeah so with a big screen tv down the end zone <laughs> yeah which is also which kind of like throw a lot of folks all of us off but yeah just a yeah just a sad news area very sudden uh tragedy and also too uh jalen ferguson that's the linebacker you're talking yeah, about from the ravens who died a few hours uh, earlier uh, was just found, you know, unresponsive, and it was just just crazy. And he was actually one of those guys that was sort of to kind of kind of find his groove a little bit for the Ravens. So, mm-hmm. you know, a tough. I know a tough, tough, uh, tough uh, couple of days. Last few days has been for that Ravens organization. Ravens organization. I'm sure they're going to do some stuff to intrude to both of them during the season. You know, they're they're pretty classy in doing that. So, but you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to both uh, the Ferguson family and also Goose's family too. Yes, so uh, rest in power to both of them. Lakina, uh, one more item before we get to our big announcement. Uh, Arch Manning, he's he's not going to Alabama. He's not going to Georgia. Tell the people where he's going, for those of you that have missed the big news from earlier this week. Yeah, this came out yesterday. And, of course, Arch Manning, for those of you who don't know, he is the nephew of Peyton Eli and the grandson of Archie. That's Cooper. Arch is Cooper, the, the oldest, and that the mother yep. three sons. <laughs> I got to make sure I say that first, uh, who was Coop's uh, oldest son. He was very highly touted um, Mississippi school. Uh, you know, you saw, I'm sure you guys probably saw some of his games on ESPN plus and says, I'm sure that I think they were streaming a couple of, of his games last. Mm-hmm. I think last year they, they saw, they actually showed a couple of his games, but you know, he actually has decided to go to wait for it. Look, Texas. 
He's going uh, to <laughs> Yeah. That's how you do uh, it. Steve, <laughs> yeah, Steve Sarkeesian and uh, his staff there. And, uh, yeah, didn't, he didn't go to Ole Miss like his uncle Eli did. He didn't go to Tennessee like his his other uncle Peyton did. He didn't go to Ole Miss like his dad and his granddad Archie did. You know, he's actually decided to go to Texas. Of course, Texas will be joining the SEC next year. Mm-hmm. Really, that's a whole other uh, conversation. But, uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's kind of like, you know, Texas is – cue the uh, – and I said it on Twitter uh, yesterday when the news came down. Cue the Texas is back tweets. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about that move, Lakina. As you mentioned, Texas along with Oklahoma will go to the SEC after uh, next season. And uh, may, maybe Arch Manning wants to start his own uh, his own legacy instead of playing in the shadow of – of his uncle Peyton Manning, which he was a very good, great, he was a great quarterback at Tennessee in the mid, in the mid nineties. But Texas is going to be competitive. They had to step their game up uh, with Alabama and Georgia and Missouri all being being under the SEC umbrella now. And we all, I heard Sean Davis. We got to get him back on the show. He does yeah. the le- left the lefty. Uh, Lucky mm-hmm. Lefty podcast for for Notre Dame for SI. Uh, he he was on Sean and Maya in the morning earlier today. He was talking about how uh, the football culture is just like the basketball culture. Uh, the guys that, that they train with and play with, uh, they stay in contact with each other uh, throughout the year. It's almost like the, their version of AAU ball. And with mm-hmm. uh, with these various camps that these uh, players are attending, it's going to be interesting to see who who Arch Manning brings along with them to help bring Texas back to relevance. Because uh, as you well know, they were five and seven last year. Of course, they were a big powerhouse in recent memory with Ricky Williams and Vince Young. Of course, and they, of course, after Mac Brown left, they took a, a big nosedive uh, for mm-hmm. a while. So this will this will. will kind of get the program back to national prominence, but they actually got to start winning games, get talent in there and then win game second. Well, here's another talented player and get ready to feel old said Edron James is who, of course, Peyton's team, former teammate from Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. his son Eaton will be joining Arch over at Texas. So we may see Manning, another Manning James combination for a new generation. He's going to be going there next year as well. uh, Eaton is so, uh, or Ed and I think that's how they say it. Yeah, Ed and probably how they say, it, of course, you know, Ed and Ed or any, you get that, you get that. But uh, yeah, we might be seeing another uh, Manning James combo there as well. Jesus, I feel old. Good grief. Same here, same here. <laughs> I oh, can't lie uh, on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, you know, of course, keep with the theme, Mar- Martin Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, he's now, I forgot where, I forgot where, I, forgot, I gotta look up where work. He's, he's, over, he's at Ohio State now. I, I think it just came to me. Uh, Yeah, so feeling very old here, folks. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, how the years go by. <laughs> and speaking of Ohio State, they've now been able you know, to trademark these, so now they can be known as the Ohio State. Oh, goody, oh, oh goody. That, that's a, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so uh, any other nuggets here before we get to our, the big, uh, the big, big announcement? Let's get to the big announcement. We've been te- been teasing people all show long. We've been teasing y'all for the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, Lakina, uh, I'm very excited to uh, um, to hear what you're going to say about this news. It's not just going to help us. It's going to help uh, the way that Sports on Chicago is going to move into the future and how it's going to help everybody uh, associated with Sports on Chicago. And before I uh, get m- myself in trouble, you tell the lovely people what's happening with us in sports on Chicago. All right. I wish I wish we had like a, this is sort of why I wish we had like a music here, like a drum roll, because 
you know, this is actually more effective when we do this. But, I don't know if you can hear yeah. that, but <laughs> yeah, we can hear okay, very, very faintly. But we're now going to be on. Hold on. There you go. For those of you who are, going to be, who are listening to this right now on our YouTube and our Facebook page, Sports on Chicago will be is now on the Roku app. It's not on the Roku. 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 <laughs> All right. So if you have, so yeah, so if you have access to. So if you have access to you know, to Roku on your whatever device device you got, whether your laptop, tablet, or your smartphone, you can just you know, type in at the Roku app, look up Sports Zone Chicago. It comes up right there. Or you can listen to us. You can listen to what What's Up, Cuz, of course, Sean and mm-hmm. Maya. And we've got some other, other shows coming up as well down the pike in the coming weeks and months ahead. So, yeah, so now you'll be able to access it wherever you go, whether you're if you're out and about or if you're kind of mm-hmm. waiting on the train or the bus or whatever, or if you're in a ride chair or in a plane, in the plane, you know, if you want to get the latest sports news. Let me do that one more time because you guys are not going to see this. Unfortunately, you guys are uh, going to be listening to this on War on Anchor of some of the various sites. You're not going to be able to see this, but of course you got Sports on Chicago now on Roku as well. Mm-hmm. You can still you'll still be able to watch us, listen to us and such. But now you can now have access to us also to on the Roku app. Yes, this is great for us, Lakina. And there you go for those of you uh, watching on YouTube right now. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku. Of course, Roku is can be seen by 80 million people throughout the United States. So. We're going to get a whole lot more people that's going to watch us, Lakina. We're going to get some new audience uh, uh, members and listeners and viewers as well. So check us out on Roku. If you have Roku TV, Roku device, just search for sports and sports on Chicago will be the first item that pops up. So uh, we're the only uh, Chicago sports app, Chicago sports station that's on Roku, not 670, not ESPN 1000. They do not have access to Roku, but we at Sports Zone Chicago, we have it now. So we'll be seen and heard throughout millions of people throughout the country and throughout the world. So Chicago sports is on a national level and on the worldwide level now with social media and the Internet. Lakina, I can't be any more excited than I am right now. Let's give our thanks to Sean Sierra and Maya Kai. They've been working their tails off behind the scenes. I heard Sean, Sean Sierra's uh, commentary about this uh, a few hours ago. There we go, Liam Hendricks. No, <laughs> uh, uh, yelling for his approval. Too. <laughs> yeah, he loves it too. too. Yeah. He likes it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead. So, but, uh, yeah. So, the big thanks to Sean Sierra and Maya Kai for uh, working behind the scenes. It's not easy. People think, especially now with the age of the internet, that you could just uh, make a couple things, create a couple things, they'll pop up tomorrow. This is not how it works. We all know a business, Lakina, nothing's official until it's official with the every I dotted and every T crossed. And uh, this is another step up for us at Second City Sports. And for us at Sports Zone Chicago, we'll be seen by a whole lot more people. And just in time for us, we're kind of getting to like the dead, not not necessarily dead period, but we're kind of getting like to the slowdown in the sports, um, you know, with everything going on. So we're going to just in time for football season, both NFL and college mm-hmm. and some of the other stuff as baseball is finishing up as well. So this is actually perfect timing for this to sort of launch and such. So once again, you know, one more time for those of you who do, who, you know, just in case you guys, you know, we set up for a little bit and you didn't hear or see the announcements. There we go. Sports on Chicago is now also on the Roku app. Roku! Roku! All right. So, again, yeah. So, for those of you who have access to, you know, your tablet, your laptop, your smartphone, wherever, excuse me, whatever device you have, you can get it, you you know, download it from anywhere. It's 
free. I believe it's free, right? Roku is, I, yes. I, I believe. Yeah. So Roku is free. So you don't have to worry about having to pay a fee like some of the other streaming services. You can get it for free. You just download it. And you it, it's all right there in front of you. Sports on Chicago. You got access to all our shows and such. All our picks that were not very good. We won't, you know, you could quote us on that. And <laughs> so, yeah, this is actually an exciting uh, venture for us. I know. Like like Sean like uh yeah like like Sid says Sean and I have been working behind the scenes to try to get this happening and such. I know Sean sort of started kind of spearheading all this and like you like he said this is the first uh, I think we're the first uh, sports app to, to be featured on Roku. So mm -hmm. that's yeah that that's that's pretty big. That's pretty big. So a all of you eighty million you know tell your if you're not a sports fan look tell your friends tell everybody tell your family members yes. and such. You know you get access it. It's all right there in the fingertips yes and also to i'll reiterate what sean said on his show uh sean and maya earlier today that uh what's the phrase that we say all the time lakina people want and need options and options. this is just another option another audience that we're going to reach with roku as we said where uh, roku has uh, 80 million uh viewers uh with, with this device and so you get access to uh, various shows and other uh, special programming and now you can access sports on chicago still download the sports on chicago app Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, including Roku now. So it's just another avenue for people to access our content. You could watch it live or you could watch it on delay and so and catch it later. So uh, this is going to give an opportunity for those that don't know anything about us, not just as a show, but but as a network to access all of our programming. As you mentioned, there's a, a whole lot more programming that's uh, on the way uh, coming up uh, in the not too so distant future. And it's just what we uh, what we've been doing on this platform again, as far as our show, Second City Sports has been tremendous, and so we're we're not going anywhere. Obviously, none of the shows are going anywhere. Obviously, mm -hmm. but we're still going to give you that great fire content, and we're just going to reach a whole lot more people now regarding the local uh, sports radio landscape with six seventy to score and one thousand. Of course, uh, the corporate media are going to do what, what they have to do. We're doing what we have to do to reach a whole lot more people. Do we want the numbers? Of course, and we're going to get it. But we just want to make an impact on uh, Chicago sports, not just locally, but nationally, but worldwide as well. And this just gives us another avenue to do it. Yeah, so once one more time for the people in the back that did not see this. You guys can see it again. Scroll at the bottom of the screen. Sports on Chicago now on Roku. Like I said, Roku! Yeah, Roku! <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can now have access. Of course, too, look, we'll still be coming on you know, every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. But you can now act if you like our show so much or you like the episode so much, you can go back and watch on the Roku app. It's all right there. Just... You know, type in Sports on Chicago. We get on the Roku uh, channel, the Roku app, and it's all right there in front of you. Like I said, like I said, you can get it from your laptop, yep. your smartphone, your tablet, whatever device you have. You can watch it, listen to us anywhere. You can watch the other shows as well. Like, like I said, Sean and Maya, what's up, cuz? It's all right mm -hmm. there. We're gonna have more shows coming up too once we get you know everything really going. So, but yeah, this is sort of like a nice sort of you know little uh, a little taste of what you're gonna see on the Roku app. Yes, and also sports one on one with Jamal Harp and mm -hmm. the Smoke Fellas, and of course we'll have some football Smoke shows us. that get. Uh, I really like them. We gotta get one of they them agree. on on, on yeah, this program do. down the road. Uh, but we also we'll have some football related shows coming up very soon. And you know what we do here at Second City Sports. So uh, not too many things are changing here as far as the contents concerned. You just get another avenue that uh, you could watch us now. So. 
like Lakina said, all the vi- all the devices that you you watch your content from, including your television at home, you could just uh, get that Roku TV and you can access right there. Go into sports, and then Sports on Chicago will will pop up right there. So Lakina, uh, this is just a, a big step for us, and I expect us to go higher, not just as a show, but as a network as well. This will open up a whole you know, new avenue for us. Well, the whole we'll be- new world. No, 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 don't, 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 like I said, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not I gonna play singing, uh, so royalties. <laughs> no, 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 we're not gonna play royalties. Sid, don't you dare. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't sing the whole song. <laughs> yeah, I'll say five seconds, Sid, five seconds. Uh, Sean and Mike can still keep that five dollars in the collection plate. <laughs> yes, we, yes, yes, they can. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a, uh, yeah, like I said, this will open a whole new like you know avenue for us. You know, to we all, we we've had big guests here here already. We've you know, of course, mm-hmm. on all the shows, but you know, this will definitely make us you know legit now. It feels like so now yes. we're on we're on an app that's you know and you know that's access to millions and millions and millions of folks. You know, millions of households and millions of folks. So if yep. you guys have if you, you even if you don't you don't have sports fans in your life, you know, you can spread the word to who, uh, someone who is a sports uh sports fan, and you can. Yeah, have to tell hey, you know, look, check like Sid, Sean and Maya, uh, mm-hmm. what's up, cuz, uh, the smoke fellas, um, uh, you know, all the other shows. And of course, like I said, we're gonna have more shows coming up on the app as well. So it's all right there for you. So you guys can you, know, you guys can now check us out in even more places now, whether you guys like it or not. <laughs> yep, so check us out on Roku TV. So uh that's the big announcement. So what a way to end the show, Lakina. Uh, any final thoughts before we close up? Because I know we're running up against it. Uh, yes, we are. But again, you know, enjoy all the great sports that are coming up. Also, you got the College World Series final, best of three. It will be Oklahoma and Mississippi Ole Miss. They start their ser- best of three series tomorrow. You can catch that on ESPN at six mm-hmm. o'clock, the first game of that. And I think all the games are coming up. It's coming on at six. Well, actually, Sunday's game is going to come on at two o'clock. So tomorrow's mm-hmm. game is, is at six o'clock tomorrow night. And Sunday's game is at 2 p.m. on ESPN. So Oklahoma and Ole Miss, I believe this is, they're both going for their third national title in baseball. I got to look that up real quick. But yeah, I know they both won before. So this is you know, yeah, this is a great, you know, great event. It's been a great tournament so far. And I know Mississippi had to win like three times and you know, they, they had to beat Arkansas twice because they, they lost to Arkansas and now they had to come back and beat them on you know yesterday, which is ended up being a great game. So yeah, make sure you guys check that out tonight as well. Of course, we got baseball, you got the Travelers Championship mm-hmm. going on where Rory McElroy is in the lead. We talked about him earlier, of course, too. You know, he's not going to the live tour, obviously. So yeah, what are you looking forward to this week, Sid? Of course, I'll be at the White Sox game tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, I'm going to get my bobblehead tomorrow. I'm going to get there early. No, you cannot have it. And, and no, for those of you fools, I know we'll probably talk about this more on Monday, Lakina. But for those of you fools who are trying to borrow some from some fans so you can sell it on eBay, I got mixed opinions about that. You cannot have mine, so leave me alone. <laughs> Could be a lot of uh, with that being yeah, so but with that being that said, bob- yeah, bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with that being said, I'll be at the White Sox games uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a three-game winning streak when we get back here on Monday. Of course, we, the Cubs are down there in St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. Uh, the Bulls, I'm sure we'll find some more news about them on our next show uh, after this draft last night. Yeah, so uh, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. 
You can follow yours truly, Cindy Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you download our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And most importantly, we are now on Roku. Roku. So wherever you uh, are on your television, Roku TV, uh, like Kina said, your laptop, phone, any other device, you can access Roku TV. Uh, make sure you search for sports, search for Sports Zone Chicago. We're right there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends, especially tell you all your friends about the Roku news. If you have a smart mm-hmm. television, you can access that as well. It's right there. It's for It's free. So yes. you can access us however you want. I forgot about the smart television because actually I have one. I'm looking at one at mine right now. So yeah, you can re- access it right there if you have a smart television. It's right there on the app. Go to the app store. Yes. Roku TV is right there. Yes, it is. Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, live in the 11 color from noon to 2 p.m. right here on Sports Hill Chicago. One more game, as you young folks would say. Catch Second City Sports every Monday. Every Friday live from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago and on Roku TV. Roku TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like the old Cookie Chris commercials. Cookie Chris, all right. Yes. <laughs> well, you make right. me feel old with that one. <laughs> no, we're, oh. well, we're about the same age. So, yeah. Again, once again, hey, Leah, what is that? There you go. Sports Zone Chicago now on Roku. So, yeah. So, make sure you guys please check us out. We appreciate your support. First, Sid, I'm Akina. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. If you're not going to get vaccinated, wash your hands and be good to each other. I know there's some stuff that came down the pipe this week. Go vote if you want real change. That's all I'm going to say. This has been Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Till Monday, roll cool. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>